sung it, may we always remember how true it is that our God is a holy God. Uh, our God is holy. And one of the reasons why we enter into his gates with thanksgiving is because our holy God welcomes us into his holy presence, knowing just how unholy we are. And you sing into his presence, holy, holy, holy. There is none like him. All the earth should adore him. And this holy God has blessed us to be in his holy presence. Can you give God thanksgiving for how good God has been? Come on, help me praise God in this place. For this is the day the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad. And I hope you will as well when you recognize just how good God has been to you. Uh, let me check for a moment. Has God been good to anybody in here besides me? Has God been good to you? God is a good God, and we gather in this sacred space uh, to declare his holy name. Well, if you've been with us in this journey through our, our time in Acts, our journey has taken us now to the second chapter of the book of Acts, Acts the Apostle, really Acts of the Holy Spirit through the Apostle. It's the inauguration of the church there in the second chapter of Acts. And I want to invite you to turn in your Bible, turn on your app and meet me at Acts chapter 2. For here we will find the reading of God's word. God's word declares, when the day of Pentecost arrived, they, being the disciples, were all together in one place. Verse 2, and suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Somebody, if you don't mind, just say filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at the sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished, saying, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthian and Medes and Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygia and Palimphia, Egypt and parts of Libya, belonging to Cyrene, the visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians, we hear them telling in our own tongue, the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? What does this mean? That's a relevant question. What does this mean? It means that God will always do what he said 
he's going to do. Remember Christ on last Sunday, we reviewed his words that said uh, for them to, uh, re- that we, they receive power, of Acts 1-8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. What we see in chapter 2 is the fulfillment of what God promised in chapter 1. And that may be important for you to write down, for you to hold in your memory. And that is that no matter what your chapter one is, the promises of God will always be fulfilled and you will have a chapter two. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. This, uh, this, this is fresh off the press from the Holy Spirit. And here it is for you to know that no matter what you're going through, God is faithful to do everything he promised he will do. So it's good for us to review his promises, practice his promises, rehearse his promises, write his promises on your mirror so that you never forget that if God said it, God's going to do it. And somebody says that settles it. Whether or not you believe it or not. Why? Because is it too early for me to get excited? I'm not asking your permission. It's just real. That this God is just so good. And here's Pentecost. Here's the celebration of God doing what God said he would do. And it's a reminder to all of us. On this inauguration of the church, that God is faithful. Did you hear me? He's he's faithful. No matter what circumstances may try to cause you to believe, never allow your circumstances to cause you to question the veracity of God's word. That if God said it, it's true. God said it this way. I'm not a man that I should lie. If God said it, it is going to come to pass. Now, here's where we struggle. Can we be honest for a moment? We're family, right? In-house and at home. We're, we're family. Listening online. And to my college student, uh, you better be listening on. <laughs> I'm going to check later. Uh, 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 but but, but what he, the word of God tells us is that God, God is faithful. Understand that the last time the disciples were in the presence of Christ, He told them that they would receive a promise. This promise is the holy presence of God, the Holy Spirit that that Jesus promised the Father would send as he ascended to heaven, that the Father would send the promise, the person, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit into the lives of all those who place their trust in Jesus Christ. It was a promise made. Jesus made a promise. And what we have in the second chapter here at Pentecost is God making good on his promise. In between chapter 1 and chapter 2, the disciples had to determine what they were going to do. Mm, let's work for a moment. Because Jesus made the promise. And for some of them, they they watched him as he ascended to heaven. And his promise was that as he ascended, the father would send the promise. Okay, look look with me back. um, It was back in John 7, uh, verse 37. It says, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and he cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, 
As the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive. For as yet the spirit had not been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But now in Acts, he has been glorified. He wasn't glorified in John at the time when Christ declared that they would receive the, the promise of the Father. They would receive the Spirit, but he had not yet been glorified. He had not yet been to the cross. He had not yet bore our sins on Calvary's cross. He had not yet been placed in a borrowed tomb. He had not yet resurrected, but now in Acts, he is resurrected. They saw him. He's alive and well. They witnessed the crucifixion, but they also witnessed the resurrection. Come here, let me pause for a moment here, because sometimes you got to remember that no matter what you're going through, you may be feeling like you're going through a crucifixion. But when you are a believer in Christ, we're believers in the resurrection, which means that Good Friday might come, but there will be a Sunday morning. I, I read it. Weeping may endure but a night, but joy comes in the and so they saw it. They, they saw him in his glory. They saw Christ ascended. And wouldn't you think that as soon as you saw him ascend, then that power he promised would descend? Oh, but in chapter 1, he said, no, you need to wait on it. That's, that's that place. Come on here. I ain't the only one in here. Um, just the other day, um, my, my wife was, was telling me um, how little patience I had. I don't remember what we were doing. What? I think we were watching a movie, and I'm trying to fast forward stuff. She said, you, you just, just be, don't look at me like that, because some of y'all right now, you, you allergic to commercials too. You know, do you have any patience? And here the disciples who believed in Christ, the Bible says, chapter, verse 1, chapter 2, they're in the same place. I like King James. They're all in one accord. They're together. They're unified. They're in the right place to be reminded that God is faithful. And I, I suggest that this Sunday, you're in the right place to be reminded that God is faithful. Every song that's sung is a reminder to you that God is faithful. The fact that you made it here is a reminder that God is faithful. That all that you've been through this week, everything you've been through, I almost said it, Lord, uh, and high water, there you go. Uh, you, you know that God has been faithful. And this is personal, you all, because I, 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 let me bear my heart for you for a moment. This is personal because uh, like many of you, we have loved ones that we're praying for right now who are, are going through very difficult moments. And those of you who are close to me, you know uh, that, that our family's hell in the, in the area where, where, where the storm is coming. And, and, and I, I got to tell you, I was in prayer um, about that. I was in prayer about, about members of our family who I knew couldn't get out, did, did not uh, evacuate. And, and, and there I was, and in the midst of all of it, I hear the Holy Spirit say, now, remember how I kept you? Mm, you're not with me in this place here. And the same way I kept you, the same way I'll keep them. Come here, saints of God. One of the reasons why I love coming to worship, one of the reasons why I love when the saints of God gather. Jason, one of the reasons I love when we sing of God's praises is when I see everyone in here, I know that all of us been through something in our lives. We may not all know what we've been through, but let's be honest, anybody in here besides me ever been through anything? And then we gather in this place as a reminder that if you've been through it, you've gotten through it, which means God got you through it means that he is faithful to bring you that's all I got right there he brought you through it he's faithful to his word and so when you read it's Pentecost this festival of, of, of the Jewish believers who gathered Pentecost means 50 day after 50 day after Passover 50 days from Passover they gather in this place but notice something 
as they gather, they gather in this sacred space together as believers, and they're in the right place. Oh, see, not only is God faithful to fulfill his promise, as we see just in the opening of the chapter, that the day had come, Pentecost had come, and the saints of God were in the right place. This is so important, you all, that they're in the right place. And because they're in the right place, they're able to be a part of the experience of the Holy Spirit. Had they not been in the place, they would have missed out on what God was doing in that place. And that's why it's important to be in the you, you got me. It's important to be in the right place. Abraham would tell you that he was in the right place on Mount Moriah when he was going to sacrifice Isaac, that he heard God said and saw that God had a ram in the bush. He was in the right place. Hannah would tell you she was in the right place when she was in the temple praying that God would give her a child. She was in the right place. Listen, all of us know what it means to be in the wrong place. But when you're in the right place, you can experience a move of God. Because one thing you note about these disciples is that they were obedient. Jesus said for them to wait until they're endued with power from on high. Somebody say wait. Yeah, uh, grandma said this way. uh, He may not come. You know my grandma, huh? When you want him. But he's always on time. You just got to learn how to wait. I love the text that says, be still and know that I am God. That if everything doesn't seem like God is moving, it doesn't mean that God won't move. You just need to learn how to wait. And the problem for many of us, if we're honest about it, is that we got ourselves in trouble because we did not. Mm, I won't park there too long. Um, but it's Pentecost. And what happens at Pentecost is the inauguration of the church for without their, their, their notification, without them doing anything, and this is important for you to get, without them doing anything, God did everything, and in his sovereign timing, he came in the person of the Holy Spirit, and everybody knew it. How do we know it? Because the text says that they heard a sound like the rushing wind. They they heard a sound. This word wind is the same Greek word used for spirit. They heard something. Hold on now. Not only did they hear something, but they saw something. Uh, They they heard the wind. They heard the sound, rather, that sound like the rushing wind. And they saw fire that divided amongst um, all the believers who were in this place. Look at the text. It says, Each one of them had a tongue of fire above them, which symbolizes that not only is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit willing to indwell the body of Christ, but each member of the body of Christ is indwelled by the Spirit of Christ. Come here, I'm trying to help you understand something. When you see wind and you see fire, what you're seeing is power. You're seeing power of God that comes in the life of the believer when we choose to believe Believe in Jesus Christ and know that God is faithful to keep his word. And so now when he says, I'll never leave you or forsake you, you know it's true because he's in you. Y'all with me in this place? And so Pentecost has come and and the power of God has, has come and they see it. But not only do they see it, people who aren't even in the house hear it. Mm, let me Let me work for a moment here. Uh, Because the reality is, is that when God moves, the way God wants to move 
in the life of the believers, you can't hide that God moved. Ah, let me, let me, let me work for a moment here. Um, I need some transparent people just for a moment. Have you ever, it's just you and me, just you and me. Have you, have you ever been in one of those situations where you didn't want nobody to know you were a Christian? And then they saw you and they said, mm, something about, uh, y'all want to tell the truth in here. You, don't, you, don't tell, you in church, you don't want to tell the truth here. Uh, 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 there's something about you. In this context, it, was, it couldn't be hid. It was unmistakable. God made it so that everyone in the area knew that this was the Holy Spirit at work. Let me help you understand something. They didn't do anything. It was no formula to bring the Holy Spirit. It was God in God's timing said, this is how I'm going to do it. And the Holy Spirit descended upon the church and they were filled. I love that text right there. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. It's important for us to understand, not only is God faithful, but that, that God's people through obedience experience God's presence. Notice the words I'm using. They experience God's presence because there are times when God is active in our lives, but we are not sensitive enough to the move of God to be able to perceive God's activity in our lives. But when you're obedient to the word of God, it heightens your sensitivity to the move of God so that you can experience all that God has for you to experience when you're obedient to him. The third point I want you to get, and this is where we're drilling down at. The Bible says, uh, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues, known tongues, languages, unlearned to them, but they were empowered. They received power to do what they weren't able to do aside from the power of God. Why? Because God's people, when you're filled with God's presence, you become a blessing to all people. Amen. I hope you get this. Filled. Uh, because when we talk about the Holy Spirit's presence, uh, we have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and you have the filling of the Holy Spirit. Can, can I teach the Bible for a moment? I got the microphone. You know I'm going to do it, right? Here it is. Uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit says it's the Spirit's presence that seals us to the day of redemption. That, that's the sealing of the Holy Spirit. But then there's being spirit-led, which means that's the control of the Holy Spirit. Come here. I'm trying to help you understand something, that it's one thing to be sealed by the Holy Spirit. It's a whole other thing to be controlled, subordinate to the Holy Spirit. I, I, I keep looking at some mothers in the congregation because I know you're going to feel me in this moment because the reality is that it's one thing to know your mother. My mom's li listening, so I can do this here. It's one thing to know um, that, that your mom's in the room. It's a whole other thing when your mom is sitting right next to you in the room. I, I, I just see you, bro. It, it, it's just like that here. It, it changes your behavior and it changes how you, Jordan, don't it change? It, it changes how you respond. Why? Because you know the presence is right there with you. When you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, that's God within you. When you have the filling of the Holy Spirit, that is God using you without you getting in the way. Are you getting in here? They were filled with the whole, filled, filled. I, I got to work. Filled. It, it means that there, there's no room for you in you when the Holy Spirit is working through you. 
They're filled. There's no capacity for your opinion, no capacity for your comfort, no capacity for how you like things. No, it ain't about you. It's all about him. They were, okay, all right, all right. I need to give it to you this way. I need to give it to you the way, the way Paul gave it to the Ephesians. If you hang with us on Wednesdays, uh, Wednesday morning at 11 o'clock and, and Wednesday afternoon, evenings rather, at 645, we're all in Ephesians. And we'll get to this part in the fifth chapter of Ephesians. But Paul said, don't be drunk with wine. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. He said, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, you ever saw somebody? I know none of y'all, but you ever saw somebody who was uh, drunk with, with wine, uh, moonshine, clear water? I, mean, yeah. you, you, I, know, I know you didn't have, but have you ever seen somebody? You, you know, because the morning after, when they're looking for excuses of why they did what they did, they said, I'm sorry, man, I, I was drunk. We used to say, you were full. Uh, some, some, uh, it controlled them. It, 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 it was in control. It, it controlled the rate of speech. It controlled the activity. It controlled uh, what they did and did not do. They didn't want to do something they found themselves doing. You know what? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You might not have been filled with wine, but you were filled with something because you always had to tell people what was on your mind. Uh, you, you were filled with something that made you, that, I didn't mean to say that, but it, it just came out. Well, contrast that with the filling of the Holy Spirit, which means then that you are not in control. It's God who's in control. And when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you are a blessing to everyone who's around. I'm still in the text. Because 15 different languages are surrounding them in Jerusalem. Over 15 different languages, people from all walks of life now here in Jerusalem celebrating. And God used his people in that moment to speak not only to his people, but his people were to speak to all the other people that they might see the mighty acts of God. That's why we don't hang here in our holy huddle and just keep our praise in here. No, saints of God, it's when we go out there, we got to be filled with the Spirit so that we can share with others, no matter what their context is, no matter where they're from, no matter what language they're speaking, that the Holy Spirit, he can do this, y'all. He can endow us to speak in such a way that people who don't know us, we don't know their culture, but they are able to relate to the God that's in us. That's what happened at Pentecost. They spoke in a known language to the degree that those who heard them marveled and said, how can this be that we hear them not talking about themselves? Anthony, we don't hear them talking about, oh, they're so close to Jesus. No, what, they, what we hear them talking about are the mighty acts of God. My son is in college. Uh, the second one, I know the first, the first one, he, he, he old school now. Nah, He's been in college. Uh, a whole year passed by. But the, 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 the new school, my second oldest, he, he's in college now. And one thing, it's a, look, son, one thing you do is you never take credit for what work you did not do. If you want to get kicked out of school, you take credit for something that you did not do. He said, well, Dad, how, how do I fix it? We got this thing called a footnote. And that means you give credit to the original author. Whenever you cite or use their work, come here, I'm trying to help you understand something. That when the Holy Spirit fills you and God uses you, don't take God's credit. Don't steal God's glory. You just tell people the reason I'm able to do this is because I've been filled with Ah, the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit fills you, he enables you to be a blessing to all people. 
They're filled with the Holy Spirit, and they're speaking the mighty acts of God. Don't miss this. To the degree that at the close of the second chapter, Peter steps up and he continues to speak the mighty acts of God. He tells them, no, we're not drunk. Above, I had some time right there. He says, they, they, they suspected that they were drunk with wine. He says, no, we're not drunk with wine. The bar is aren't even open yet. It's past George, I'm telling you, it's right there. Uh, he says, only the third one, it, it, it ain't even open yet. So you know we're not drunk with wine. No, what you're seeing is, the, here it is, the fulfillment of what God said, what he prophesied in Joel. You're seeing the fulfillment that your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Young men will have dreams. Why? Because when God says it, God does it. And when you're flowing and being filled with the Spirit of God, God can use you so others can help others to know who he is. Ah, ah, because when he uses you, when he fills you, one of the ways you know you're, you're filled is that you see more of the fruit of the Spirit in you than you see you. Ah, you, get, you know you're, you're, you're filled when more of Christ's likeness is seen through you than you are seeing through you. Come on now, you know. You know those times we say, well, that's just how I am. But when the Holy Spirit's within you, the Holy Spirit takes front stage and says, no, no, it's how I am. Because you're connected to the I am that I am. And it should flow and be seen through you. So when you step out, they don't just see you. They see who's within you, who has filled you. And I hope folk are able to say spiritually, boy, you look just like your daddy. That they're able to see God in you. Because God wants to do some great things through us, church. Oh, mom, I ain't see you back there. God, God wants to use us in, in unique and special ways. Here is the inauguration of the church, but, but don't get this thing twisted. God wants to fill you, to use you in ways you never thought you could be used. And it's one thing for you to question your own ability, but let me tell you something about God. God majors in the impossible, so even when Satan tries to tell you, oh, I can't do this with God, you can do all things. You can talk to all people anywhere, everywhere, and tell them about the goodness of God. We're so quick to tell folk about what we don't like in other, in other platforms and media. You ought to start just using every platform you got to tell of the mighty works of God. I'm done now. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. There's a lady, uh, there's a story of a young lady who wanted to impress upon her son, wanted to impress upon her son. Every time I look at that piano, I think about it. I wanted to impress upon her son uh, the need to continue his discipline in learning the piano. He was kind of waning on, on any, any of you all uh, learning the piano? Any of you all? Any of you all? Any of you all? I see, I see a full piano. Yeah, I know. And he, he was kind of waning, you know. He, he, he was waning, and mom wanted to, to help him, encourage him. Uh, so she took him to one of uh, the famous master pianist, uh, Paderinsky's concert. She took him there to the concert, and, and, and there, as they got into the auditorium seating area, she happened to see a friend of hers who, were, who, who had beckoned her. And so she turned to the friend, and unbeknownst to her, her little boy left from where she was seated. And he began to make his way to an area that said no admittance. Mother then said, you know how mothers get. They, they began to look around. You know, they, they, she didn't see her child. She was being worried. But all of a sudden, the ushers quieted the auditorium. Everybody took their seats. And this mom is just looking around trying to figure out where her child is. Then the curtains were pulled back at this, uh, this, this master pianist concert. And she saw her son at the piano. 
It was a Steinway. He sits behind the Steinway, and this little boy on stage, and his mother is praying, Lord, what's going to happen? And this little boy, he, he, he was just tinkering out the only song he knew, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. True story. He, he's, he's on the Steinway, and, and he had this master pianist concert, and he's sitting at the piano, and he's just playing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. All of a sudden, the master pianist comes behind him, and he tells him in his ear, don't stop playing, keep on going. And the master puts his hand over the little boy's hand and began to play with him a symphony and a sonata that brought on a standing ovation because the master took his hand, his power, his mind, his ability, and put it over the little boy's. Come here, I'm trying to help you understand something. When the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you and God puts his hand, his power, his ability in you, there is nothing you can't do for the glory of God. But we must be filled with the Spirit. That means we, we get out of our own way. It means we do what Paul said. We, we lay aside every sin that so easily beset. I'm talking to believers right now. That means that we start examining and saying, you know what? God, there's a room I've been marking off limits in my life, and, and the Holy Spirit hasn't been allowed admittance in that room, because in that room, I got a lot of unforgiveness. In that room, I got a lot of hurt. In that room, God, I, I can handle that. That's my own bitterness. But God says, no, I want to feel you. And there's some rooms you need to open up and let him in so you can receive the feeling, not just for you, but for everybody God has around you. Because when they see how the Spirit of God fills you, then they too can have faith to know that the Spirit of God can fill them. Am I talking to you this morning? I want to invite you to bow your heads all over the building. Because there's several invitations I want to extend to you on, on this Sunday. The first is that you would examine your own heart. That you would identify those areas where you haven't released to God. You've been trying to do it on your own and you figured, you know, you got this. And God says, no, it's time for you to bring that to me too. He says, cast all your cares upon him for he cares Let today be the day where you move everything out of the way for Jesus. That the Spirit of God would be a flood in you and then use you to help others see him. Let today be that day. I know there are some among us, you, you haven't experienced the power of God in your life hear me today is your day you're in the right place I'll just say yes and receive the Holy Spirit as heads continue to be bowed when the question was asked to Peter what should we do Peter says repent make a conscious decision to to turn away from sin, to turn away from not believing that God can do all things and to turn and, and trust that he can do all things. The 
believe him for all things. Repent, turn, turn your life over, repent. Whatever that is, turn, turn around and place all your full faith, your full trust in God. If you haven't been baptized, you said yes to the Lord, but you haven't been baptized, then, then follow through in obedience to believe his baptism. This is what I'm asking you to do as you pray, as the Spirit is leading you, that today you don't leave. You know you should be baptized. You believe in Jesus Christ. You've been putting it off for whatever reason. You just hadn't got around to it. You didn't do it. Let today be the day that you sign up to be baptized. And next Sunday, we will celebrate your obedience to Christ. And we will baptize you in a, in a joyous celebration of what the Holy Spirit is doing. We want you to say yes to that decision. He says to them, repent baptized as you understand your forgiveness is in Christ Jesus it says and receive the Holy Spirit the gift of God's indwelling presence his permanent presence in the life of the believer that can be yours today the Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you shall be saved. So Father, it is our prayer that you would, would fill us, indwell us, use us, save us, grow us in, your, in our relationship with you. That your glory might be seen throughout every place you assign us. And you've brought us to this place and we're in the right place to experience you. And so we ask that you would do a move in our hearts and our lives today that's unmistakable. That you'd use us to reach others for you. Bless all those who are making a decision today to accept you as their Lord. Bless all those who are making a decision today to be obedient and follow you in baptism. May they all receive the gift of your Holy Spirit is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. You can stand all Thank you for joining us online. We hope today's experience encouraged and challenged you. At Champion Forest, we are passionate about all kinds of people coming to know God, to grow in their relationship with Him and others, and then to go out and make a difference in the world. We would love the opportunity to talk and pray with you. To connect with us, just go to championforce.org connect. And hey, of course, we can't wait to welcome you on campus in person on one of our locations. We'll see you soon.